Catch up with the entire season of Pandora anytime on the CW app or download it on iTunes. You can also watch Pandora in Canada on the Space Channel. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, executive producer and creator of Pandora, and you're listening to Unboxing Pandora as we take a look inside episode 113, A Simple Twist of Fate. And boy, have we got some great guests for you today. Uh, I have Maximilian Schmiggy, the DP of... Uh, Director of photography, to those of you not in the know, who's back. <laughs> Thanks, the Bob genius Megan. cinematographer. You know Storaro. You know Roger Deakins. You know Gordy Willis. But you're about to learn more about Max and Maximilian. <laughs> Maximilian. It sounds more arty when I say Maximilian than Max, but I know Miss Max. It does actually. Or Schmageggy. <laughs> um, and, uh, and 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 dropping in. Uh, you, you know, uh, from back from the dead uh, is uh, John Harlan Kim, Woo! the great John Harlan Kim. I can't believe Steve Krasier doesn't want to do this one because we're going to talk all about how we know, know each other, how we know each other, yeah. and our history together, and you getting involved in the show. But okay. but Steve would rather sit on the couch than actually be in this. So okay, um, I'm looking at these speakers. They say bag end. It's making me think about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, get ready because we're about to go behind the scenes of episode. 113, A Simple Twist of Fate, the season finale of Pandora. Let's do it. No so this problem. is a great Steadicam shot from our... Uh, Steadicam operator Itso. Itso is just is fantastic. No, previous got better the whole no previously on. No previously on because, because this airs right after right. 112. Because I wanted that 30 seconds more for the episode. <laughs> I was like, I don't want <laughs> the dog food waste bowl, time. Very funny, Raylan. Yeah, that Raylan. was intentional. That was yeah, a little Easter eggs, and that's the Jindu crystal from 105 oh, yeah. <laughs> right there, and a little homage to risky business. Well, listen, I, I, it's uh, well, we'll talk about it in a second. And doesn't uh, Priscilla just look amazing here? Wow. Yeah, you know, she's just, just, just great. Um, she has been. Uh, it was a tough season for her. She really had to carry the show. She's in virtually every scene. Um, she was busy. She, she, we kept her busy. And she was away from home for a very long time. I mean, this is the first time as the lead on a, on a TV show. And she just did great. I'm so proud of her. And uh, She had a lot of input with uh, her hair, her makeup, her, her outfits, all of that not stuff. Not on this one. Not on this one. This one was, <laughs> there was a very specific vision going into this. Yeah, yeah. This is, I, I, you know, I, I, I picked everything meticulously. So. I love the look, though, for, for her makeup and for hair for this. Since we're going back in time, like it's a different time now. We're not in the in the future. Absolutely. I know they had a lot of fun um, sort of putting that all together. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was so great, you know, to do this. And, and as we mentioned, the original plan for 113 was sort of involving uh, the, the dad. And this is kind of like 112 is so huge that the idea was to do something that was almost, I said, we, we had the steak, and now this is the souffle. Mm -hmm. But here comes, oh, speaking of steak, it's beefcake. <laughs> John Harlan Kim is back in this weird world. Is that Bruce world. Springsteen? <laughs> How great is that car? That was a fantastic. That actually runs. That's not a prop car. That's a real I was thing. Really this is Bulgaria, worried. by the way. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have a real, like, people who source vehicles for us. And yeah. so when I, I saw the options, I saw that truck, and I'm just like, Oh my God, that's it. Was it was tough to drive. That's it. Was it. Dumb, it, it was hard to drive. It mm. was, it, yeah, it was jumpy, but uh, we made it work. They taught him how to drive stick. On the spot, and... Um, You'll see. I think I do a fine job of it. But this was down at uh, Boyana Studios. Boyana Studios yep. in, uh, uh, in Boyana in uh, Sofia. Um, and uh, it's a huge studio backlot. 
a lot of big movies to film there, some of the Rambo movies, uh, uh, all those um, Gerald Butler uh, hijacking of the president movies, mm-hmm. uh, and um, Hellboy film there. Yep. A lot of big stuff. Hitman and Bodyguard, I think, was there. Uh, Conan also, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. In and around, uh, on and around there. So, John, you're you're back on Pandora. I'm back after we killed you. But am I back? Is that me? <laughs> <laughs> it's your twin brother. <laughs> what was it like to like Luke be gone Kim. and then come back and see the crew and cast after? It was it was like a reunion. It was like I left summer camp early and then I came back to help lift the trophy once they won the summer camp games. It was uh, they needed somebody help. Uh, to help lift it, but this was this was a lot of fun to shoot. Um, I always enjoy working with Priscilla. I think um, she's extremely talented and super easy to work with. Um, so yeah, I was de- I'm very much looking forward to coming back to Bulgaria. She's such a sweetheart. I'm sure we'll talk on another episode about you know when she was up for the role and hadn't heard anything. She sent me what I call the tear stained letter about why this role <laughs> spoke to her, and um, we had a really lovely phone call. And I knew that you know to quote Mahan Drive, this is the girl. This is the girl. Um, nice Mahal Drive, drive nice actually drive being an influence that on this it. episode. Nice drive that up. was me. That was yeah. my own stunts. <laughs> Your own stunts. <laughs> Fast yeah. and Furious, feel free to give me a call. Yeah. So, John, how did you get involved with the show? We had worked with you on The Librarians and had the greatest experience. Just, you know, obviously we met a couple many years ago, years ago yeah. on a private jet yep, yep. that Dean Devlin was flying us to New York Comic Con. On the way to New York. And uh, Mark and I hit it off uh, I'd brought things to entertain myself on the flight and uh, I don't believe we our conversation stopped at any point we, it's so funny same thing with me I loaded up my iPad or my iPhone at the time with music because, and bought books because I knew it's a long thing and I'm, I'm gonna you know need to kill time and absolutely. we ended up talking through that whole flight the entire way and um, yeah I, I remember thinking like this is the nicest bloke in Hollywood and uh, we got to New York Comic Con um, we had a great time there great time. I, I loved the city and um, the entire convention and then um yeah, I sort of we've maintained a friendship over the years as you do with genuine people in the industry and um, all of a sudden uh, Steve and Mark invite me to a, a brunch one day which is a very Hollywood thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Down at uh should we give the a shout out Kane to Dave's. shout yeah, out to Kane Kane Dave's. Dave's. No City. no expense was spared. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, eventually uh, they discussed that they had a project in the pipeline, Pandora, and they had a role that they felt as though I would um fit very well and I uh, I love the opportunity to go and work with them at any point I always enjoy uh, working with these boys so yeah that's sort of how it came together but remember at the time the role was named Leland and I remember you telling us after you decided to do the, so I'm really working on my southern accent I don't right. think it's quite there he yet. was like, originally written southern yeah. and yep. we're like what are you talking about we want you to use your natural Australian they, accent they wanted southern southern as in down under like they wanted the bottom hemisphere but um, we uh, it's so funny uh, I, didn't, I, fe- I think I failed to mention uh, two weeks after the show I was pinned for a southern accented role. Oh yeah, <laughs> so it like, actually came in handy. Um, By the way, I'm eating a cookie while we talk. <laughs> it's, it's rainy and Sustenance. miserable out, and I just—it's the kind of weather where you need to eat an Oreo. Raining in LA, it's almost like back in Bulgaria. <laughs> back in Bulgaria, yep. I know. On the day we're recording commentary, it's like a little taste of Bulgaria, although the service here is better in restaurants. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, this is great. We're really trying to recreate everything that happened in 101, but through the filter of this illusion, this this weird world that she's in. Yep. And one of the reasons that we see that she's being manipulated by Sarika early on is because we did not want it to be a repeat of 106, where we sort of hide the ball for a while. You know, we don't want to play that gag mm-hmm. again. Absolutely. Um, we were trying to repeat some of the other locations that we have, like this bar right here. We're trying to... Em- you used it before. 
Well, we haven't used this, but we wanted to feel a little bit almost like we are looking back at the Black Hole Lounge. We have the photo booth in the back. You know, yeah. we have the bar, yeah. so there's three. some similarities, but yeah. slightly different. There are all these familiar trappings, but yet mm. it's different. So it's very, you know, and the idea is to sort of have this little Twin Peaksy kind of vibe, a sort of shit kicker. Bar. That room was completely empty. Everything you see in this room was. Oh yeah, yeah. This the, is on the back lot. Yeah, where mm-hmm. we shoot the license empty plates room. and the yeah no the furniture and everything. Art department did a great job. The biggest problem with this scene was we had just way too much piled on this day. So by the time we get here, it's like we had no time to shoot the scene. Yeah. I mean, we had already shot the jail cell and we shot a bunch of other stuff. Johan. All that stuff. Because we only had two. This is the least we shot on stages. We only had two days on stages. We spent mm. the other four days out. And um, funny thing, originally this was going to be a seven day episode, which our bigger episodes are usually seven days. Right. But 106 was such a monster. Oh, I beast. gave uh, 112 was such a monster. I gave Chris Ledoux my seventh day. Huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but I like Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we got everything out of the scene that we needed. Oh my God, totally. I mean, and plus the, the cut on this came in way long anyway. Would have had to cut it all anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I was just, it's, it's such, it's, I, and I just love the look of it. And we spent almost an entire day shooting all this stuff in the lab. And Which, Max just Where gave did it you do the lab? Where is this the was lab? over at Boyana. Oh, that is Boyana. Yeah. yeah. This is on Boyana. We brought in a bunch of equipment, and, and, you know, Max just blasted some lights through there. It has a real Blade Runner kind of vibe. Lots of haze, lots of smoke. <laughs> lots <laughs> almost of haze, every day. Lots of smoke, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 you know it was great. We were able to get the jib in there, so we got some really cool shots. Yeah, you know on the on the jib, which is really nice. And it was a hard day for Priscilla, as you could That's see. That's a well end <laughs> rest. <Yeah. laughs> and this is great because we got to shoot because we didn't go back to any of these locations pretty much. So these are all shot during twelve. One twelve. Right? Yeah, shot these, these during twelve to use for thirteen. To sort of establish that the campus has been evacuated and it's kind of empty, and you know mm-hmm. after the events of one twelve. Um, but someone has escaped. This was originally going to be the end of 113, uh, 112, but it didn't land, so we moved it into 113. And then, of course, we're with Noah, the great Noah Huntley, who uh, is just wonderful legend. as Osborne. Yep. And, uh, Another great Steadicam move. It's has like, become amazing at what he does. has become a great Steadicam operator. And um, Ben Radcliffe. Both of these boys had such a good time living in Bulgaria. I would I would constantly get in the group chat all these like pictures from um, these the, their days off, and I remember thinking like I need to get back here as soon as possible. And then I came back and I was working every day. I was like, that's uh, fine. You days know? off, how nice. Yeah. Days yeah. Off. I know. They they would need to come with. We're going to the Black Sea. I was like, we're working every day. Yeah. You know? yeah. The only reason John came back is like to see his mates. Yeah. Do I have to actually shoot the episode? You still on the group chat when you were in I was LA? still on. They they left me on there. I thought I was gonna. Get kicked <laughs> up at some point, but um, that was so much fun hanging out with everybody on our days off. One of the best show. parts about yeah. the job was the people that were involved. Um, coming to see you boys, coming to see the cast and crew. I honestly, and, and you would think there would be more of a language barrier than I definitely was concerned about that going over to a, an Eastern European country. And I ended up um, making some of some really great friends over there. Um, yeah, yeah, it worked out. It's, right. it's a fantastic cast. Everybody was so nice to work with, so professional. We were, like, yeah, great we were visitors there, and it's their well, my and, favorite was know. the day that John arrived. And uh, we go to welcome him at his apartment, and uh, he comes over, and we're all like, "Oh, John, welcome to Sophia. We're so happy to have you, and this is great." And we see this guy like sort of staring, scoping us out, yeah. staring like the <laughs> secret police or something. And we think, "Oh, what? He hears people speaking English. He's giving us this weird look. Yep. And what's going on?" <laughs> Finally, he tentatively approaches us, and we're thinking, "Oh my God, we're in trouble!" And he goes, "Were you on television show?" And John goes, "Yeah, I was." And he goes, "Don't you know him as Ezekiel Jones from the Librarians?" He goes. 
My wife, she said you were. Come over here. He brings his whole family. They start Can we running. take a picture? <laughs> First day in Bulgaria. Yeah. I'm actually huge in Bulgaria. I did not You're know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I love the fact that... Um, they, they, they love you. I mean, in fact, you went to see the Pope one day, we, yep. but people were more excited about seeing you. I, I had some... The Pope and I have some similar mutual fans. I think we hit the same target demographic. Um, <laughs> uh, so this would have been so much fun to shoot. I mean, coming in, uh, having EP'd the entire season and now getting to sit in the director's chair, was that a, an adjustment for you at all, Mark? Or was that... No, I mean, I, I had always planned to direct a finale. Um, the biggest problem for me was how tired I was. Right. Because this was a brutal season. We started in February and never stopped. Long days. And, and by the time those last couple of episodes, as Steve will attest, I mean, we had to crank out these scripts super quickly. We mm-hmm. didn't have much time. And uh, well, there were a lot of production stuff. We're working 24 hours a day because the 10-hour time difference. Back and the to ten- L.A., mm-hmm. we're doing, you know, we finished filming in Sofia, and then the footage gets sent back, and then in the morning in L.A., they're starting to edit it. So it was literally like working 24 hours because the post-production here was... And one twelve was a challenging episode. So Steve was leaving, and I was arriving a couple of days before my prep started. Right. And it was, it was my third trip to Bulgaria that season, and I had been in post nonstop, uh, finishing episodes and mixing and color timing, and I was just wiped out and yeah. so yeah. It, and the, the jet like really hit me hard this time more than it had before so I was actually really worried about it and um, also I didn't have a finished script at the time so um, I was doing a lot of writing which didn't help matters so I didn't have a lot of time to actually sit down and figure out what I was going to do but right. uh, you know Max and I actually you know came up with some really great stuff so I'm yeah, very well, this happy. is one of the examples here for yeah we, we lost the set uh, the night before, um, where we were supposed to shoot this, we had this really cool, ornate church and uh, all these stuff planned. And they call us this morning and said, um, they w- the, the priest won't let you shoot in the church. Yeah. So you need oh. to shoot somewhere so else. So we started scouting on the next morning, be like, what else can we find to on film the this run. location? Yeah. And we ended up wow. finding the stage yeah. Yeah. up in the auditorium. And no, I- this is actually the school right behind the auditorium. Yeah. There are these curtains. And so, so we just put up more black, and we said, "Let's put up some candles, and let's create this 360 this camera." camera. Is this Sophia yeah. University? Or? No, At this is military. Uh, military, the military, yeah. the military oh. So we literally moved from that auditorium earlier right onto the stage to shoot this, I and we're it on the great. stage. Yeah. I think yeah. it looks even better than the church. Oh, it, it's better than the church. But the church, we the problem with the church was, was the circle track. No, no, this is Steadicam. We, we had we is. known we were going to do this, we yeah. would have carried Circle Track. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know until that morning, and literally until we found the location. And then the only choice was Steadicam. And also, even without the track, this entire scene looks incredible. I, I think uh, this is it, so behind the lens. Yeah, yeah this is it, so, so yeah. just going in like, passes, we made him go way, one direction and the, the other. other direction and then back the other way again on a different lens. But I remember <laughs> this day, I, I was funny. It was a very you know, stressful day. We had a lot to do. And um, one of the extras kept asking, how was I? Can you see me? Can you see me in the background? Was I good? <laughs> and the first couple of times I was like, yeah, no, it's all fine. Don't worry. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see. you nice. And the, the third time he's like, was I good in that take? I'm like, yeah, you were fantastic. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God. And you don't even see him. I mean, he's just like, the idea was just to feel little glimpses of people in the background. Absolutely. But by the time we color timed it, you really can't see anybody. Which the is the Roman funny. Town is a place that we saw back in February when we scouted locations that we knew we were going to use. Oh yeah, we knew. We didn't know how. We thought it was going to be a VR simulation. And right. Yeah. So this, I got to talk about this. This is the last shot. This is the martini. The last shot of the season. Uh, it was like midnight, um, and this costume 
is specifically based on uh, Drusilla from the Cloudminders episode of the original Star Trek. Because this entire episode was a chance for me to direct an original Star Trek episode. That was always my plan for this. Because I knew 112 was going to be the big action-packed finale. And then I kind of wanted to do something to wrap up all the plots that would be a little lighter and not as dark. Of course. And... Um, and, uh, you know, there's just so many threads to wrap up. And I said, this is going to be my original Star Trek episode. We're going to go to Roman world, and we're going to have mm -hmm. people in really cool, crazy costumes. And um, and it's going to be fun. And you'll see at the end, there's a scene, you know, which is straight out of original Star Trek in the sense that, you know, everyone's saying their goodbyes and sort of jokey, and it all ends with a big laugh, you know. And, and uh that uh, even even you know so it's just so much fun and just Luke is great and Tina's great. Oh, these the, two work so well opposite each other. It was just really yeah. annoying because everyone was counting down. It's like time New Year's, yeah. right? Counting down to New Year's. So you had all these people. They're drinking. They're excited. The season is over. They're celebrating, and we're trying to finish the fucking show. Yeah. And they won't <laughs> shut up. And people keep coming in. And at one point, I snapped at Ben. I felt terrible because Max was kind enough to let him operate the camera. Right. You know, and I'm like, which was really nice of him because Ben got to do everything during the course of the season. He went and to he hadn't school. gotten to do that. Yeah. And, and she's like, okay, enough with this. <laughs> Goodbye, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> Is that the Highlander shot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is, you know, but the thing was, we were throwing all our special effects resources in the 112. And so I really wrote this so there'd be like virtually no effects in 113, but I had to give myself something. That so I cool. came up with this idea that we would actually show the geography of where the secret right. room is. And that was like the one big effect shot. There's one other actually. Max, yeah. I noticed there's more flame lights in the like natural flames than sterile lights in this episode. Oh yeah. There's yeah a lot yeah, of yeah. flames in the Roman town and, and Yeah, you couldn't really other than the lamp, lighting. you couldn't really yeah, use Yeah, I used the Astero lights everywhere. Yeah. Like I think that those and sky panels, but the Astero tubes are literally all over the show and it saved us. It saved us on oh, time God, and totally. the look for the show. I think And you can see them on camera because they look futuristic and they're mm. cool. You don't have to hide them. We, this episode, like Roman World, you couldn't really see, you don't want to see You don't want to see those, but yeah. we still used them for line yeah, purposes. Right. I love this set. Like, this is the first time that we were in the prison cell and we really figured out how to use the reflections. I was going to say, how, how much fun like did you have yeah. with this oh, reflection It was, it was fun this... and a nightmare because you would either see us in the reflections or you would get the perfect shot. Yeah, yeah well, we would get a great shot and then you say, episode oh, there's Enzo on B cam. <laughs> with the same thing, yeah. And I mean, it was tough. I remember when you were doing episode 10 with the reflections, it was a little challenging. Yeah, but we figured it out and now it's like the perfect. Version of and it's sort of dialing in Jax also as the evil Jax was a challenge because you don't want her to feel too robotic. Um, you know, so, you know, and, 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 and she has to feel different than our Jax. You know, a Jax without hope, a Jack who's more fate dark, fatalistic, nihilistic. And, you know, how do you do that without making it feel like Mr. Roboto? And I thought she did a really nice job because she's sort of, uh, there's a certain monotone, but when she gets emotional, she gets bigger. And it, it's a really nice, nuanced performance. This is one of my favorite things. We kind of were going for this Romeo and Juliet feeling mm -hmm. between the two star-crossed lovers meeting on this balcony, in a sense. Amy McPherson was so lovely. We by can't the way. say enough good things about her. Yeah, I remember coming back and I hadn't met some of the guest stars that had come in since I had departed the show. And uh, I just remember thinking the world of Amy. She's just an absolutely lovely human, super she, talented. You know, they say God doesn't give with both hands, but in this case, she's not only a great actress, but she's a great human being. Mm -hmm. uh, Which in this industry can be <laughs> hit and miss. I, uh, I've been told that. People have told you me guys did you're a not great the job with the writing for their marriage. <laughs> yeah. I love their shit. They were a bickering couple, both <laughs> on and off set, in a sense, the way they would interact. They're both from North London, they shared the same sense of humor. It was perfect. 
perfect synergy from the start, and I, I couldn't have th- thought of anybody better. For we always knew we were gonna, you know, reveal that he was married, you know, late in the season, right? And, um, you know, but we knew that casting somebody that the audience wouldn't hate, you know, because they all like want Raylan and Jax to get Rooting together. For that. Yep, and, like the Seeker. And Amy just brings <laughs> something seeker. really. We're special. supposed to hate him, but he's great. Oh, uh, we uh, love the Seeker, Jonathan Kerrigan. Yeah. Again, another lovely man who just plays um, uh, an asshole really well. Yeah, I didn't have any scenes with Jonathan, so all I remember thinking was, he's just the the sweetest human being, and then everyone <laughs> would talk about how intimidating and scary he was on set uh, as soon as the um, camera started rolling, and uh, I just didn't believe it until I saw the f- very yeah. the second episode of the season that he he's introduced yeah. in, and um, yeah. it was it was like looking at somebody completely he different. He did a fantastic job because when I met him outside of set, I didn't recognize him at first. You're so different. You're so yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> we saw you on set. He always stayed in character even when we weren't rolling. <laughs> he's fantastic. That scowling face of his, and just just find him absolutely delightful. Yeah. Um, Adam Twelve, a local hire. Yeah, he was called Adam Twelve and One Twelve. Which was a joke because we never said it on screen. This is he's killed in that, and then in this one, it's Adam Six, where we do mention it on screen because we couldn't have said Adam Twelve; it would have been a laugh. It's in the credits though. (laughs) (laughs) One Adam Twelve. Is he uh, is a big deal in Bulgaria? He is apparently the Antonio Banderas of Bulgaria. Wow! And uh, he's wonderful, and I would love to have him back. I actually thought he did a great job. How was Jax wearing that crown thing? We called it the uh, the dream crown. The dream crown. <laughs> Bring me the dream crown! Fly out the dream crown! Uh, and this is also at the military academy, which plays the uh, mental asylum. I love that we have so many different looks on the show. Like You go from one scene to another, and it's something different again. I, I totally agree. I think that was what's fun. We go to different planets. We go to different time periods, different worlds. Mm. Um, and uh, it's really cool. It was a lot of fun filming it. Would always go to a different location, and you could try out something different that would work with the story. Totally, and I love what we did in color timing, and obviously we dutched some of these uh, shots as well. Mm-hmm. And it just gives it a little—it's a little off-putting and strange, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's really fun. And Priscilla is great here; she gets more panicky. And of course, having originally this was this character of the the doctor was going to be uh, Sophie Robertson from 104 uh, coming back uh, as uh, Magda Foy. But it didn't quite make sense that she would be an antagonist since they were kind of friends. Right. We were just trying to find a way to bring her back. And um, then it turned out she wasn't even available. So it was like, oh, it should be Regan. It was so obvious from the beginning. Another another cameo coming up here. Yeah, which we just wanted to put him in because he dies in 112. Spoiler alert, And the idea of having him come back. We're bringing back all the dead people. (laughs) Yeah. This episode really was like one big reunion. I remember mm. at one point we had a cast dinner and the restaurant didn't have a table that would <laughs> yes. fit. Yeah, everybody the was there. It was a six-day rap party this episode. Six-day rap party. That was yeah. the challenge. It was like the expression herding cats. This was really tough because, you know, everybody was celebrating. Everybody was taking pictures. Everybody right. was going to miss each other. So it's like, yeah, well... We still got to shoot a show here, People still had to work. And uh, so I found I was yelling a lot more than I normally do on set. (laughs) Partially because, you know, Max and I had a lot of responsibilities. We had a lot of things to get done. Didn't. You have to be careful with yelling in Bulgaria. It doesn't work the same way like it does here. Yeah, here it's like you yell at somebody like, okay, okay. And then there they get upset for three days. (laughs) Counterproductive. But, you know, it's the only way to, to keep people focused when they're so... Johan wears no shirt in any episode he's in. Yeah, yeah, and you know we we, we, we had a lot more 
for 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 Johan. We, you know, we just love Johan. We first worked with like you, who we fell in love with on Librarians. We loved uh, Johan on on Agent X, and have always wanted to work with him again. And so we brought him back um, uh, for this episode uh, for 103, and we wanted to bring him back yeah. uh, as well because hopefully to tee him up for future adventures. Oh, and and he brings it as uh, Captain Jaworski for sure. Um, the greatest thing about Johan is he's always doing something. So um, living with him uh, in the same hotel, you were constantly being invited to breath work, meditation, <laughs> the gym, lunch. Like he always had something going on, and then uh, and then he'd show up on the day, he'd be super prepared. So I yeah. I don't know how he manages his time, but it's obviously uh, very yeah. effective. On Agent yeah. X, they yeah. called him the Estonian Stallion. <laughs> That's yeah. uh, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> People love him. Now here we are back in the asteroid from um, uh, 112, and uh, he's oh, been wow. trapped by tyranny, and uh, you know now he's being awakened uh, on the data stream. Uh, but this was uh, actually a big thing we were setting up for 112 that tyranny was trying for the future that tyranny was going to take over the data stream. But you know when this whole Richard Blackwood not being available and the dad, the, everything, a lot of this changed at the last second. Uh, when it became clear that uh, his the guy who played his dad was not going to be available to do the finale. It's, I mean, that's so much of what you guys do, isn't it? Is uh, the sets being unavailable, the actors being unavailable, is changing things on the fly, oh, on the yeah. run. We had a ton of that. And uh, sets not being available for sure. Locations that we lost at the last second. Or right. Yeah, people talk about, like, what does a producer do? And, like, that's one of the jobs is to figure out how to make things work when they're not working. It's when not throwing up stressful. your arms in despair, yeah. you know. It's about, yeah, like, okay, so how do we go left when we're going to go right? Right. I, I love this. This is a very simple scene, but we shot from behind the monitor, so you kind of see the... It's almost like a two-shot, with, um, but with a hologram. And uh, it's 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 super fun. I really I'm I'm really it's fun. It very must be simple. challenging for the actor sometimes to have a dialogue with somebody who's not who's there. not there. <laughs> it's very phantom menace. Yeah. yeah, I know. And of course, it's just you know making sure that they, the the you know their eye line is correct. Yes. And this was the you know to me like the big wild bunch moment. Let's go get Angel. You know, and in, in that movie, and it's like let's go get you know Jackson Xander. And, uh, you know, part of it was Noah the whole season had been telling Steve and I, when do I get out of this office? I feel like I'm tethered to this, you know, am I not house arrest? He's always sitting. But both of them was like, you're going to get out from behind the lectern or your yeah. desk and they're going to be, go back to their commando days when they're right. in, the, in the war. And that was part of the fun, you know, it's like getting Vakash and Tommy, who plays Ellison, and, uh, and getting Noah out in the field. You know, that was really fun for us. Absolutely. But yeah, this this is a this was a monster episode because we had all our principals, all our recurring cast, a bunch of people coming back. I mean, it was just a ton like, of I mean, locations. The call sheet was huge, <laughs> ton of locations. It was a monster. I mean, especially for us where we have such a low budget, um, it really challenging to do an episode this big. Um, yep. But because you know we had a great crew and you know, uh, you know, with Max and I sort of, you know, just. Keeping the reins tight, keeping on it everything. moving. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've already it. filmed twelve episodes, so we knew kind of what the show was, what the look was, so we could fall back on certain things. Right. This is a great moment here for you, Team Greg fans out there. This is uh, <laughs> some very due revenge, I would say. Also, this one was probably a challenge because there's a lot of new sets, 
because you know we didn't go back to certain places that were destroyed. Yeah, we never went back episode. to it's the still, only it's episode with no and, black like, hole. acting in new places. So it's, it's no still, black hole, yeah. no classrooms, mm-hmm. nope. yeah. not as many comfortable settings. In this one, I mean, Osborne's office, but outside of that, not much. Yeah, we spend a lot of time here at Boyana, new sets that Boyana. we have never Three filmed before. Three days at Boyana. This Different is one, one, almost one full day mm-hmm. in here. Um, I think the problem with having uh, all of these supporting characters be these fantastic actors and people is that you want to give all of them even more than what they've already got, and it's just... That was you, a huge issue, as you know. Right. Because when I had to cut that bar scene down, it was such a it was such a shit day for me because I was like, I had to cut a lot of stuff for you, and I had to cut a lot of stuff for Johan, and it's like, I flew you all the way across to give you all this cool stuff to do. Right. And then, of course, we did all this great stuff, and then here's Charisma Carpenter... Who was so great? Perfect came in casting. Perfect to play her casting. mom, and uh, you know it, it, it's great. And and they bonded immediately. And uh, I really like charisma, and I thought she's 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 really good. Of course, I'm a huge Buffy and Angel fan, so that was an extra mm-hmm. bonus. You know, we've cast so many of our uh, favorite people this season, like Manu from from Arrow and Aaron uh, Gray, Aaron Gray <laughs> from Buck Rogers, and Jeffrey Combs from Reanimator and Star Trek, and and this was all in the Boyana backlot, and finding a piece of uh, Americana um, was, seen this was right. difficult. Go all the way to Bulgaria and make it look like we're back in the U.S. How'd you do yeah. the shadow <laughs> on the ground? Was that a VFX, the shadow on the ground? That was, yes, VFX, that was VFX, yeah. Okay. This, this was on uh, America Street. And that's the sound design of the ships, which we try to keep uh, consistent, consistent yeah, through for number sure. nine. Which there was always so many planes flying above some of the sets we were at that it's like this was the one time where it didn't matter because we were going to add that in anyway. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's so funny because, yeah, you're exactly right. When we like, everybody's like, oh, this is going to be so impressive. People are going to be blown away. I say, by America Street? No, one is gonna, <laughs> this is the most. <laughs> were those swirly things already part of the room on the top? Is that yeah. Look at, was oh, that the, yeah, I was yeah. inside yeah. one of the Roman rooms. It was just a I really run-down okay. room. Yeah, we yeah. put in those computers and the table and stuff like that. And then we built all this. <laughs> so, so much of that is foam, um, which I unwittingly did not know. And I threw a stone just to see um, if it would bounce off and end up getting lodged into one of the <laughs> Yeah, I know. A lot of this stuff is pretty squirrely. Like, you know, you, you know, you, you look at it too hard, it breaks. Yeah. But it looks pretty solid. It looks incredible, what they do. It's, it's movie magic. But yeah, th- 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 this was just so much fun because I got to do so many things we never done in the show before. And, you know, Roman World, and again, they did an art department, did an amazing job dressing these sets yep. because there was nothing there. And they put in these carts and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time, you know, sort of walking through it and telling them, you know, what we wanted, what we needed to right. give a sense of life to this. So this is Anna, another Altman and Crow uh, alumni. Yeah, yeah, this is an alumni of the Crow That's Altman right. uh, Actors Company. So uh, she was fantastic. We needed an Amazon warrior, you know, for these Hypatia so warriors. So we got a Serbian warrior, and and she's from Serbia. And she was already over there, right? Well, originally she was supposed to be. Now this banner is one of my great disappointments. I wanted one of these Orwellian uh, kind of uh, Mussolini, Hitler, Nuremberg rally kind of banners. Right. And literally, I like they went to Kinkos and <laughs> and, and and took this picture and then stapled it to the wall. And it's not what I had in mind, but so you didn't keep it. Well, I didn't yeah. keep it. It's in my hat. It fell apart. Yeah. And not one of the props. I the kept one, talking. That was a wrap gift then. <laughs> the one prop that I wish I had taken was the data cube from 110, 
because mm-hmm. that was modeled on the buoy from Corbomite Maneuver. It's an exact replica from Corbomite Maneuver, a Star Trek episode. And and it's so cool. And I wanted to take that, but I, I, I forgot. A compliment mm-hmm. to the uh, costume designers is a lot of the guest cast asked for their wardrobe. Yeah. Several of them yeah, wanted, they to, wanted keep to keep it. A jacket or shoes or something like that. But we had, you know, obviously keep everything. Answers, until no, the we got to keep it for the future. Yeah, That's keep it for always the future. A good but sign. it was always a good sign. Like everyone was asking to keep some of the clothes. Yeah, and those are pool cleaners, yes. <laughs> we joke, we call, I don't know if they're pool cleaners, but we, we joke they're pool cleaners. Um, but the VFX elements helped with, oh, yeah, with yeah. a lot of these props that we need. Totally. These powers are growing. Indeed. Whoa. You know, it's always a challenge when you have multiple atrias. And, you know, we really, you know, we cloned the clone through VFX a lot in... Uh, 102, and then we did it a, a bit in 112. By the time you get to 113, you know we're just shooting her in multiple places because we don't. You know, this episode uh, we we wrapped less than a month ago, and it's on the air in less than a month. Mm-hmm. You know, so we Quick couldn't also have too much. And, and you'll see, you know, 112 just took up all our bandwidth visual effects wise. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a, it should have had months to post, and it had it was I think a month from when we wrapped to air. It's a big Which Thomas moment for our sitcom. But finally, uh, seeing the uh, cast again. <laughs> after yeah, we finally get oh, yeah. to see everybody in our space. Yeah. Uh oh. I think it's great having you have uh, Thomas who has these powers, Benita who's half robot. Um, you have the, the clones. I mean, like. As far as sci-fi goes, you covered every base of, yeah. of every trope. Benita's magic computer girl, we call her. It's like they, you know, it's it's like uh, in all those procedurals, you always have the person on the laptop who, oh, you know, right. I, they're, they're the twelve thirty seventy yep. uh, Park Avenue. Yeah, you know, go down. I'm, I'm disabling security, <laughs> and you know, Pilar always fulfilled that in in this show where it's like, you know, I'm shutting down security yeah. now. You also, you found a good spot in Romantown to kind of match Adar. Yes, you know, yeah, not the same place. Yeah. That worked out really well with the flame bars everywhere. It's very nice. I actually think Adar looks much better at night. I was very jealous because I didn't have any night shooting on my episode. Mm-hmm. And if you look at 112, Adar looks amazing. Uh, and 113, it looks really good, but I like night shooting. I like night <laughs> for it. But uh, but we did it. We had the great set for Adar. Uh, the previous Adar was shot on our back lot where our, our main stages are. And uh, it's a little more run down. It's not as cool as this. Are you able to add a lot more like atmosphere at night? I think that always worked very nicely for us. And then here's Tamina and Isabel, and again we talked about it. Tamina was, you know, a recurring character that we introduced to the pilot, you know, and then we realized, oh my God, we have Lena Headey here, and we just kept writing more and more stuff for her, right? Because we loved her character. She we was loved like the smoking so man in the X Files. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, oh, let's keep doing more with her. And uh, and and Isabel also, you know, we had brought in for 108 for, uh, you know, uh, the episode on Euphoria 7. And we just really liked her. And then we kept bringing her back, too. You know, the sisters. Because it was all based on King Lear, roughly. The whole idea was this kind of King Lear thing where they covet their dad, the king's empire. I'm watching this now and I'm realizing how many extras we had in this episode. We had a lot of extras. A lot. We had a lot of extras. It's 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 good to be the boss when you direct because you know it's like 
normally I'm cutting extras, and on this episode I'm adding extras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think went up on scope with the last two episodes, and you can tell. Well, that but that was always the plan. Steve and I knew that from day one that you know VFX a lot. We would we would save sure. and yep. manage our resources so we could throw a lot of resources at twelve and thirteen. And we also had a second unit team filming, which we all, didn't always have the luxury. Yeah, yeah. Well, we show. had the third camera shooting oh. because we were doing this in six days, and it was just like there was no way without offing some of this second unit. Plus, also, I prefer to work with the actors and do dramatic scenes and stuff. Like, filming action like this, it's like, I, I don't care. So, it's like it's like watching paint dry. So, it's like having a second unit to have people running around is fine with me. I know Noah's going to love watching this footage. He's finally out of the professor's office. <laughs> and uh... Yeah, I mean, it's this military backstory where he's a sniper and Vikash Shral is more of a wet works right. type of operator. Right. So, you get a little glimpse on their... You wouldn't know that from watching the show, though. That all got cut. Who's that? They never say that he was a sniper. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, that was the idea. Well, he actually had these pictures on his phone, um, and it didn't help his case when him and Vikash on the last day went hiking and, uh, unfortunately, couldn't read the signs in Bulgarian, ended up walking onto a military base. Right, they were going up to the waterfall. Yeah, and they were apprehended, and they they actually... And imprisoned. Technically, yeah, and they uh, went through his phones, and and I guess they see um, Osborne with the sniper, and it's not a great look over there. (laughs) And uh, and, um, it was a really tough one to explain, you know. I think they got bailed out, and they... Came to the rap party in their hiking clothes. In their clothes, yeah. Right? They just made it. And this is Carla Woodcock, who we introduced in 106. We always knew we wanted to bring back. Had no idea how we were. And when we decided this would be old, old home week, where we bring back as many characters as we could. Of course. It felt, you know, we could have a generic scientist, or Dr. Markham, and it's like, no, let's bring back Sarika. There's another big scene with a lot of... Um, all the actors together in one scene. Yeah, I mean, this is usually, it's funny. I kept this was a tough scene because it was a small room with a ton of people, right? Who were all joking and just having a gay old time, as they say. Yeah, as they say. And um, it was all and, their and, last and scenes. Right? I remembered on Librarians, Frakes had that kind of day. There was an episode we did where it had the whole yeah. cast and about six supporting characters mm. and a bunch of extras, no and room. he was just. And it was a really brutal day for him. It was awful. It was like getting the blocking down and just... And, and John is the most happy, positive guy. But that was... Remember <laughs> the day on the stage with Sean Astin when you guys were all like on the stage? Yeah. And, and it was like all you guys were in the same place. All and the all clowns. All these extras. Yeah. A lot of coverage. And they were doing yep. the pie fight. Yeah. And John was just... It was the first time I saw him really like struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Which it rarely happens to, to yeah. Jonathan Frakes. Um... But yeah, let that be a lesson to you future writers. Feel free to uh, write big rooms, less actors. <laughs> That's the, uh... But this was like that. It was just like there's so much going on mm-hmm. and so many people doing so many different things. I love this is one of my favorites. I love the way Noah's walking. I love it. I'd always planned to do this as a one and do it big and wide. We go up on the crane. Yep. Just like, and it, you really see the sets and how great they are. More flames. Max. And this is totally my Bread and Circus's original Star Trek homage. It was so hot that day, and we had all these flame bars on top of it. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so freaking hot. One of the cameras died that day, never yeah. to come back. Mm. I was good that it was the last day because it was our, we, we killed the camera in the heat. I think this is the second to last second scene. Second to last scene. Yeah. Again, of, a, lo- of the a lot of people, yeah. 
a lot of people, but this was good. This was a good scene. Although it, they kept every time she'd look, it was like a bad Scooby Doo episode. They would jump towards the portal. It's like let's just rein that in a little bit. Just yeah. take a step forward. You don't have to like you know do this whole bit of overacting. Like oh, we're gonna catch her. And I like that Crafty Apes actually made the portal a little different because it's artificially created. It's not a natural portal created by Pandora. Right. So they, they gave it a different look. Now, I have to say, if I didn't like it, it wouldn't have mattered because I didn't see the shot until after the episode was done, <laughs> um, which is really one of the frustrations uh. of the season is that we were literally seeing some special effect shots after we had l finished the episode. I mean, there were, there were one or two we'd see on the air, which is not ideal. Or sound mixing to temp shots. But really? the guys are so great that... Um, yeah, okay. You want to have it at the mix. Well, I often didn't see locations until I started. Yeah, that's on the true. Same day. <laughs> the same get to, and that's brutal for a DP not to have a chance to know what equipment he needs, to see it, to figure out what he wants to do there, and and that was happening to Max constantly. Another day worked out great. Like even at these locations, we would just show up. We would knew now it would be night that we have to film. Because yeah, also you don't think about this, but Max has to also figure what the schedule is going to be if we're going to be outside. Is this a good day? You know, the sun is going to be here. We shouldn't be shooting this first up because we're going to be in direct sunlight. We should be shooting this in three hours, you know. Right, and, yeah. and, and And if he doesn't see the locations, you know, and the ADs are scheduling it without his input, it becomes a real not a ideal situation, to say the least. Good scene here, Mark, wrapping up. Oh, yeah. I'm very and fond the, uh, of this scene. He's no longer toxic. He's come to terms with his issues with... I mean, this is where we wanted to go. From 104, where we introduced this relationship, and we knew that he was going to try and change her, and, and you know, it, the idea is it's an analogy for these guys who meet these girls, you know, in college, and, like, you know, who, 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 who they're friends, and then they want to be something more, right. but they don't really want to, and they can't accept no for an answer. Yep. And so the idea is he just can't let it go. He wants her so desperately to be his girlfriend. And she's not interested in him. That's not quite. But the idea is eventually he come, as you become more mature, you start to understand, yeah. you know, it's not about you. It's about them. And That's you have why to respect your choice. going out of control. It's because and of his issues. So there was a while where people were taking it out on Thomas and just saying, oh, my God, he's so loathsome. He's oh, trying to change her. Yeah. But we wanted him to get to this point where he realizes he was wrong mm -hmm. and that, you know, she has to make her own decisions and they can still be friends even if they're not going to be a couple. I think this is a really redeeming moment for his character for sure and I think um, it's a nice tie-up to their their little uh, fracas. Although I do regret, I know a lot of people were shipping Atria and Pilar and then we have this really fun bit with her and Adam. I, in a way, kind of might have been nicer to have Atria and Pilar together, but I think at this point in the season, Rochelle had just gotten out of a relationship with Thomas. Right. Better that she's committed, but she's our AOC, you know, um, she, she, she's like, you know, we talk about all these people who are going into politics who change, you know, in, in this last House election, you, you know, we're trying to send the message that, like, there's this whole new young group of people that are going to change ADAR because they're getting involved politically. So I didn't want it to become about a relationship for Rochelle, that we just define her about who she's dating uh, for Atria. And then, of course, but I, I, this is, to me, the original Star Trek totally. The whole little ha-ha-ha, whoa, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I just, I just love it. You know, it ends with them all, la you know, having the faux laughter, and it's, it's just so perfect. And then, of course, we go into, this is hopefully teeing up where we're going to go uh, in uh, in a perspective season two. We now see Evil Jacks and Tierney have a, some kind of connection. We don't know what that is. And, oh, my God, is it possible that Jax's mother is still alive? And what's this? 
What's this? We could have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> Flame bars. And then, of course, we're about to find out that she's not the Team only Red one now. Back. There we go. Yeah, remember how hot this was, John? Hey, John, how this, come you're not like that guy? This, yeah. uh, uh, you know, take your shirt off standing next to Johan, I was feeling a little <laughs> self-conscious. So, uh. No, actually, you look great. It's better that, you know, it's just because... We want people checking out your chiseled abs. We want them to, uh, <laughs> we want them to hear what you're saying yeah. and not be distracted. Yeah. What well, <laughs> a good cliffhanger to end the, yeah, the, season. the entire season. Yeah. Well, we were so lucky. Uh, you know, thank you for coming back and of for course. doing it. You know, we'd always wanted to bring you back with the understanding that you might not be available, or, or you know, and, and it was so great that you you found the time in your schedule to come back and do this. And um, thanks for having me. We boys. loved we loved having you. It's always great to have you there. And. Uh, you, know, you bring such an energy and a vitality and a happy demeanor to all our sets, and we just and you're such a talented actor. So it's so great to you know whenever we can cry. do something with you. I'm going to cry. Oh, stop it! <laughs> I was just happy to be in Bulgaria. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's a wrap on 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 the the season Woo! finale, uh, one thirteen. Pandora season um, one. And uh, hopefully the first of many seasons. And uh, we want to thank you for taking this journey with us. Uh, we'll be at New York Comic Con, some of us, uh, this uh, coming weekend uh, in New York. And shocking, New York Comic Con in New York. And we hope we'll see some of you then. And, um, and hopefully we'll be in Bulgaria next year. You can continue to follow uh, Pandora on social through Pandora Series on Instagram, Series Pandora Twitter, uh, hashtag Pandora CW. And uh, let us know what Answer. you think. Of uh, oh, and he's back. <laughs> uh, let us know what you think of the return of John Harlan Kim to the Pandora universe. John, thank you for joining us, Thanks, Steve. Fellas. It's been a crazy, wonderful ride. And Max, we couldn't have done it without you. Thanks for joining us as we uh, close the me. box on Pandora season one. Mm -hmm.